Good morning, everybody. I'm just um, getting my live feed ready here on the side so that I can see who's watching. It's good to have you with, with me here today. Uh, it's Friday, which means the weekend is in front of us. So what are your plans for the weekend? We're just going to just be at home here with the kids. We just have a weekend planned at home. <laughs> so if you have any other plans, let us know. <laughs> but bless you. <laughs> it's so good for you to... to uh, for me to see you there joining us on the other side. Okay. All right. I want to speak on the goodness of God and the love of God today. Um, just uh, stepping back from all the end time stuff for, for a moment. So um, I want to start here with Psalm 34. Uh, let's see who's here. Charles is watching. My mother-in-law, Rita. Edwin, it's good to see all of you. It's good to have everyone here today. Let's see who's else. Okay. Erika is also watching there from the UK. It's always always nice to see everyone watching. Okay, so let's start at verse 8 of Psalm. 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 My boerenlippe wil nie werk vandag nie, jyre help my. Okay, Psalm 34, verse 8. O taste and see that the Lord our God is good. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who trusts and takes takes refuge in him. Okay, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So Psalm 103 uh, echoes a lot of the same type of sentiment. And he says, <clears throat> verse 5, who satisfy your mouth, satisfies your mouth, with good, and it says in brackets in the Amplified, your necessity, um, I'm in the wrong verse, your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation, with good, so that your youth renewed is like the eagles, strong, overcoming, and soaring. He satisfies your mouth with good. So, there's different ways in which God satisfies our mouth with good. There's different ways in which we taste and see that the Lord is good. And one of those ways is by hearing and believing the gospel. One of those ways is by partaking of the word of life, the bread of life. When we eat the bread of life, we taste and see that the Lord is good. When you eat enough of the bread of life, you will know throughout your whole being that the Lord is good. <laughs> so um, God wants to show his goodness through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So um, he says here, satisfy your mouth. So, um, so there's, there's different aspects. The one is we, we eat the word. We literally eat the communion. We figuratively eat the word by hearing the message continually, and we have an experience of good, okay, coming to us. 
And, um, and also then we ask, we pray, and we ask, and we receive. So we experience God's goodness in the reality around us also when the fallen uh, reality in which we live starts changing according to the word of the Lord, according to how he reveals himself to us. So I believe that the basis of our thinking and the, the basis of, um, of doctrine should be God is good. The goodness of God. That's the, that's the starting point. If you have an idea of God that God is good and bad, then you, you will not be able to trust him. <laughs> but if your idea of God is that he is completely good, you will be able to trust him easily. Okay. So, hi, Janine. I see you there also. Okay. So, there's a, there's a couple of scriptures. Let me just scroll through here. Um, Nahum 1 verse 7 says the following, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. Okay, Mark uh, chapter 10 verse 8, this is an interesting one. He says, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Okay, so God is good, and Jesus says it. Jesus says, Why do you call me good? <laughs> So Jesus knew that he was in human flesh. So Romans chapter 8 says he came in the guise of sinful flesh as an offering for sin. Um, Hebrews chapter 2 says he partook of our own nature that by going through death he might destroy him with power over death, that is the devil. So he took on the same nature as we have. So Hebrews chapter, uh, I think it's chapter 4 says he was tempted in every respect as we are yet without sinning. So so he was tempted, he had a flesh body with temptations, he had that same struggle of, of humanity inside him, except he, could, he, he never sinned, because he fought against it, he stood against it until the pouring out of his own blood. Um, he resisted sin completely, and he was completely obedient to the word of the Lord and to the word of the law. So um, uh, he did it for us, but for him to... To know that God is good. Jesus knew that the Father is good. That God is good. And he knew that in the flesh dwells nothing good. And when people confronted him, Jesus, the Son of God, healing the sick, raising the dead, he said, why do you call me good? There's only one that is good, which is God. <laughs> That's amazing. So um, it's not about how good we are. Not even Jesus trusted in his own goodness. Jesus didn't trust in anything that he did. Uh, he said, I only do what I see my father do. And I only say what I hear him say. So he knew that if he acted out of himself, it wouldn't be good. All right. So uh, he said, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. So if we know how good he is, nothing will be able to stand against us. All right. Um, then Psalm 107 says, Give thanks to the Lord for his good, his love endures forever. Um, Psalm 145 is 9, The Lord is good to all, and his mercies are over all his works. So imagine all the people, even the people that crucified him. He said, Father, forgive them, they do not know what they're doing. He's good to all. So if, if that kind of thinking can 
can come through into our thinking, we will see more of Christ's character come through because uh, our love is conditional. Our, um, our actions toward people uh, are biased according to what they do. But God is good to all. God is not, is not affected by people's um, evil nature. He knows what it is. He knows where they are and why they are where they are. Okay? So he knows everything. So he's not threatened by evil actions against him at all. Because he went through the worst to save all of us. So um, if, we, if we understand that about God, if we know how good he really is, then we can, uh, we can come to him with freedom of heart. But also then, since we have received this grace, since we have received this love, since his goodness has showered us from all sides, that goodness can now also be reflected to the worst of society in us and through us because uh, we understand how, God, how good God is toward us. All right. So uh, if we just think that God is going to uh, crush us because of all that we've done wrong and, and I am where I am because, you know, I, I'm, I'm better than that person or I, I've, a, I've got a, a better mindset. Well, there's, there's something to say for mindsets. Definitely we need our minds to be renewed. Um, but if we stand on, on our own work, stand on our own mindset and stand on, I am better than this guy, I'm good, I'm gooder. <laughs> Um, then we're not reflecting Christ. That's not who he is. So God is good to all, and he wants to pour out his goodness to every person, which brings me to this verse, Romans chapter 2, verse 4. It says, Now do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? So the only way the world will be led to repentance is if the world sees an accurate depiction of the goodness of God. The world will not turn if they see God is angry and wrathful and God is going to melt them like wax or God is going to send lightning bolts. and They will not turn because they will be afraid. So they will shrink away from God. Okay, and, and that's the opposite of what God wants. God wants people to come out to him so that he can save them. All right, so it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. So we need to understand this, that nothing bad that happens has its source in God. Nothing bad that happens comes from God. He's got nothing to do with this pandemic. He's got nothing to do with sickness and evil in this world. Nothing at all. He's got no hand in anyone dying. He's got no hand in any of the sickness. Uh, God is good and he wants to heal every person who suffered because he already paid the price for it on the cross. Uh, by his stripes, we were healed. So we are already, it's already happened in the spirit. And now it just needs to manifest in the natural and it happens by faith. Okay, so I want to just uh, take us now to Hebrews chapter 11. <clears throat> now Hebrews chapter 11 is... 
this is a just a wonderful scripture. It's just a wonderful uh, reference to faith. So he says, verse one. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, the the of the things that we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see. Okay, so it's unseen. So faith proves the unseen. Okay, faith is the proof of the unseen and the conviction of their reality faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses is the amplified so uh, just because it's unseen doesn't mean it's not real so um, when we are able to start seeing the goodness of God we can start experiencing the goodness of God if you can see it in the spirit you can have it if you can see God's prosperity in the spirit if you can see it's there for you and it's given and it's yours, you can have it. If you can see God's healing power in the spirit given to you, then you can have it on this earth. If you can see something given in the spirit, you can have it in the natural. Okay, so just want to jump over to verse 6. He says, but without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. So any teaching that knocks faith will uh, ultimately... Uh, destroy your connection with God and your experience of God. So uh, don't turn for these, don't, don't be de deceived by these doctrines that says you do not have to believe. You do have to believe because faith is your only connection to the unseen God. If you don't see it by faith, you're never going to see it in the reality. You're never going to experience it. It's going to be like it never happened. Okay, so Faith without, uh, without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. So it pleases God tremendously when we believe his word. God is so pleased when we have faith in the gospel. Okay, so it, it's not about trying to, to please him. Uh, yes, there is, a, there is a place where we um, walk in obedience to specifics that the Holy Spirit teaches us in. Uh, but the main thing is that we... Uh, that we believe in the person Jesus Christ, all right? So, yes, the word says, find out what is pleasing to God and the perfect will for your life, sure. Uh, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is God is very pleased when you believe the gospel. God is very pleased when you trust in the work of the, the cross of Christ. It pleases God tremendously when you embrace what he has done for you. When you take the word and eat it and taste and see his goodness, when you start to experience his goodness, when you start to experience his love, that's, it thrills God to no end when you start to experience everything that he has for you. Okay, so without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would come near God must necessarily believe that God exists. So you must believe. I mean, there it is. It's there written. Whoever comes to God must believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. So we need to understand God wants to reward us <laughs> because God is good. He is full of reward and the reward is received by faith. So it's given and we receive it by faith. So it pleases God when we receive our reward. It pleases God when we taste and see his goodness, when we experience 
His goodness. Okay, so now I want to just put some emphasis on this. Uh, those who come to God must believe that He is, that He exists. Okay, so what is your picture of God? Because if your picture of God is distorted, if your picture of God is contaminated with some uh, kind of evil, wrathful, angry God, uh, then it, it will be very difficult for you to come to him because you, then you're coming to the wrong person. Who is? If we know how good he is, if we know the love of God, because God is love, if we know that he is love and that he is good, and we come to him and believe that he is the God of love, the God of goodness, then we receive the reward. He rewards them that diligently seek him who is good, that diligently seek him who is love. Um, there's no reward coming from a God um, that if you seek out a God that wants to punish you because of your sins, that wants to scream at you all day long, that wants, that, that wants you to fear going to hell if you do anything wrong, um, that, is, that is not who he is. So you're coming to the wrong God. You're coming to the wrong image. So is there a hell for sure? Is there punishment at the end? Yes, there is. Uh, it, there is. The Bible is clear on that. But it's not God's purpose. It's not God's heart that any should be saved. He took all of the burden upon himself so that we can simply believe and be saved. So he made it so easy for us. He wants us to come to him because he is good. He wants us to come to him because he is love. All right. So how can I, now people ask these questions, they start reasoning. How can a God of love send someone to hell? No, no, they find hell all by themselves. You, they don't need to be sent there, they're born there. All of humanity is born in hell, basically, in spiritual terms. All of humanity is born in darkness. All of humanity is born, uh, conceived in, in sin and flesh. So all of us have been born with a sinful nature that is hostile to God. Ephesians says, uh, uh, darkened minds and hostile attitudes of minds. So uh, we, we were all against God. The mind of the flesh, uh, says Romans chapter 8, if you read verse um, 5 and 6 and 7, it says, it can't submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. For the mind of the flesh is hostile to God. It's antagonistic to one another. So it does not, it does not love the things of God. Okay, It mocks the things of God. It resists the things of God. It's prideful. It's bashful because the mind of the flesh is focused on self. So God did everything to save us from that existence and draw us to himself and present us holy and blameless and spotless before him in love. So now that we have been presented before him by his goodness uh, now we can start experiencing his goodness and his kindness now we can start experiencing the salvation um, if if a human being is born they are in the world without god now 
praise God for spiritual parents that lay hands on their children, that prophesy over their children, that bring the word of God to their children, uh, that, uh, that carry the spirit of God and their, their children grows up with the spirit of God. Uh, but even if you, if you are a parent that didn't know God when your children were small, it's fine. You know God now. And if you don't even know God now, if you're watching this, you can know God even today. All right, so God's mercy is there. But while there's breath in your lungs, receive the goodness of God. So all humanity born in darkness and all humanity that is born in, in darkness um, is uh, automatically on their way to perdition, on their way to hell all by themselves. But Jesus uh, paid the price so that he could snatch us away out of darkness and place us in the kingdom of the son of his love okay so uh Marnes, it's good to see you man it's good to see you on the on the live thing um my my phone went dead so i don't know how long you've been watching but it's nice to see you i'm just speaking on the goodness of god <laughs> so um so I just want to say to you that the goodness of God leads people to repentance. And people without hearing the gospel are already uh, lost. They don't need God to send them to hell. They found it on their own. Okay? But they need God to save them from it. And the only way to be saved and to be made one with God is to hear and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. To taste and see that the Lord is good, to eat the bread of life, to eat the fruit from the Spirit and taste His goodness. All right, so God wants to move and show His goodness to every person. God wants you to experience Him being pleased with you. And how, is he gonna, how are you going to experience Him being pleased with you? Faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. Okay, so with that, that says, with the law, you are not going to reach the standard. But when you believe, you are completely justified. With the law, you're never going to reach what you need to reach to justify yourself. But with grace, you are justified from his side by his goodness. All right, so he loves you, man. He loves you. Okay, so 1 John chapter 4 says, verse 8, He who does not love has not become acquainted with God and does not and never did know God, for God is love. So in our dealings with other people, our thinking must be anchored in God's love. Uh, if we know how much God loves us, we will love other people also. It's like a currency. You receive it to be able to give it. So and if, if you're bankrupt in love... Um, then, you, then you're not displaying God's character. But there's so much for you, you can just receive it, and you receive it by faith. So you just believe and hear uh, the, the message of His love for you. This says, we know and believe the love God cherishes for us. God is love. So in both these, these verses, it says that God is love. So we, in our dealings with other people, if we want to love one another, we will have to know that God is love. And um, how will we know that God is love? Well, we, we have to know and believe the love he has for us. So God is good, God is love. And we need to, to really put our trust in his love. Our thinking needs to be God is good, God is love. And God is in us 
So if God is good and God is love, his goodness and his love will also flow from me to the world, flow from me to all the nations of the earth, to everyone who is alive, even if they do not um, deserve it. So uh, what, what really touches people, people don't need to know how wicked they are. They know it already. But it really touches people who believe that they are irredeemable, people who believe that they are junk. It really touches them when you come to them and you love them extravagantly, when you love them in a way that they can't explain. It blows their minds. It blows all their fuses, and it gets their attention, and they recognize God in you. Uh, someone who really does uh, that and who, who really demonstrates that to the world um, there's a couple of people, but I think two, two ministries that come to mind. Um, the one is Georgian Banov from Global Celebration, him and his wife. They're completely nuts. I love it. So they, they are just so in the word and in the love. They go to the rubbish dumps in the most poor countries. So they do this in Mozambique and they do it all over. Um, they have orphanages in Nicaragua and they have uh, these worship centers up in Bulgaria. And what they do is they go to the outcasts. In Bulgaria, they go to the gypsies. In um, Mozambique, they go to the rubbish dumps. And I'm not really sure exactly who they go to in Nicaragua. But they, they pack out tables full of food, good food. And they bring out the musical instruments and they have a love feast for those people. And they hug them and they kiss them even though they are dirty and full of lice and they, they haven't had a bath in years. Those, those are the people that the world rejects. And they come to them and love them extravagantly. And those people turn to Jesus like this. The goodness of God leads people to repentance. And you won't believe the miracles that happens in those places. Those people can't even read and write, but they raise the dead. Okay? And another ministry that does it is Heidi Baker. Yeah, RS Ministries, everybody knows them. And um, they're further up north in, um, in Mozambique, in Pemba. But they also, they, they, they do it all over the world. They, the ministry is truly global. And um, they just go and love people into the kingdom. They show Love that no one deserves. They walk into a village of unbelievers and they say, bring me your deaf. And they open up the deaf ears and then they preach Jesus and the whole village gets saved. They show love, but they show the power of God and they show his goodness. All right. So uh, we need to love the world into the kingdom and we need to show the goodness of God to the world. Okay. God is love and God is Good. All right. So if we know that God is, oh my goodness, my, one of my children have torn my page. Okay. Uh, if we know that, that God is really good and we know and believe the love that he cherishes for us, verse 17 says, in this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion, attains perfection with us, uh, that we may have confidence for the day of judgment um, with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. So you will resemble him as you look to him, Second Corinthians 3 verse 18. You resemble him and be changed into his very own image as you behold him. So who is him? What is he like? He is good and he is love. And if you behold that image, which is love, you are 
transformed into the very same image from glory to glory. And the greatest glory of God is his love, which is abiding and ever increasing. And that transforms us and we are in this world as he is. God is love. And uh, it says here, um, let me rewind a little bit. Verse 7, beloved, let us love one another for God, for love is springs from God. And he who loves his fellow men is begotten of God and is coming progressively to know and understand God. So he didn't say he who loves all the good people, but he says he who loves his fellow men. So we need to understand there's nothing good in us from the beginning. So we have nothing to stand on. We have his goodness and we need to reveal his goodness to the world. James chapter 1, last scripture that I want to read today. James chapter 1 says the following. Do not be misled, verse 16. Um, beloved brethren, verse 17 says, Every good and every perfect gift, free, large, full gift, is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light, in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning. So even if God stands in the sun, there's no shadow because he shines brighter than the sun. Um, he, uh, every good and every perfect gift is from him. So receive those gifts and taste and see that the Lord is good. God is light. There is no darkness in him at all. 1 John 1 verse 5. God is love. <laughs> that means there's, there's no hatred in him at all. Okay? So uh, now every, uh, God is light. God is love. God is good. There is no evil in him. Okay. I uh, just want to mention this. John chapter 10. The thief comes only for to steal, kill, and destroy. Verse 10, John 10, 10, verse 10, the thief comes only for to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. All right, so he is the source of abundant life. There's no death in him. He is the source of light. There is no darkness in him. He is good, and there's no evil in him. God is love, and there's no hatred in him. So this is who he is, and when you come to him, um, you receive your reward. So may you be blessed today. May you receive a reward from the good God who is good <laughs> and who gives good and perfect gifts. And the good God who is love, the good God who is light. May you experience his goodness like never, ever before. So um, this is the message that I have for you today. Uh, we really love you guys. Bless you. And thank you for standing with us. And it's nice to see everyone watching here. Uh, Marnas, amen. Life in abundance. Awesome. <laughs> amen. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So um, thank you for watching and in enjoy your weekend, which pretty much looks the same as every other day. <laughs> but um, make it special. It is Friday, okay? We will have another... Um, devotion tomorrow morning and Sunday we're going to have a service so um, so it's going to be great um, so we're looking forward to that so enjoy it enjoy the goodness of God remember God is good taste and see that the Lord is good bless you have an awesome day amen <laughs>